worship you, Lord, and glorify you. Thank you, Lord, for your divine life and ability and power. Thank you, Lord, that I'm your temple and we're your temple. And your glory is in us and among us. Thank you for great life and power being manifest in people's hearts and lives and changing things in people. Thank you, Lord, for the great power that is in you. Thank you, Lord, for it being manifest among us in great power and demonstration, which is the normal way in you. Thank you, Lord. We glorify your name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You know, God's power is something. And I wonder if in life we just need to maybe come over somewhere where he's at because of what he wants to do in our midst, so to speak. I have different thoughts about this. You know, Jesus lived as an example to us. And he just had stuff happening all the time. There was definitely power that did all kinds of things. You know, when even when they came, you know, not even in a service, they came to take him and the guards came and Judas turned him over and they asked who he was and he said, I am. Now, I don't know if he whispered it or what, but he just said who he was, but there was such power that came out that it moved the people backwards. And we're used to, as believers, God's presence, right? You know, we, we praise God, we're here, we go, man, I, I sense the Lord right now. You know, he, it's good. You know, people wonder about falling over. You know, there's, there just is something about the power of God that is real, tangible. I mean, he spoke to people who had sickness and, and the sickness left them. You know, there was power there that was released through his words and he just spoke. And it wasn't just Jesus. He lived as an example. And you see some of these things in demonstration before he came, while he was here, after, and in heaven right now, if you read the Bible. And there was such a demonstration of power in his ministry and in his life. I mean, just to say I am and not lay hands on him. And what's so awesome is, is they were lost. They weren't people who were loving the Lord. These were people who had an encounter with God through a word. And it wasn't just, you know, trying to say something fancy. It was just so powerful. There was a force. There was. And and there, I believe God wants more of that force in action. And I believe there are pictures through the Bible. You know, I don't know if I'll turn there or not, but you know, in 2 Chronicles 5, 12, when they dedicated the temple, as they came together, it said they were in, with one accord and they, with one voice, they lifted up their voices to God and sang and the instruments were playing and talks about how a, the, the glory of God came. Then it talks about how there was a cloud and he calls it the glory of God and 
So the glory of God is described like a cloud. And, and a lot of us, and actually in the Old Testament, there's a number of times it's mentioned as like a smoke. It's just how it appeared. And it was something they could describe. And uh, we're aware, like if we go into the bathroom after somebody showered and there's humidity, you can feel it. And uh, even if you're in a dry place and you go outside and you go, wow, it's real humid, like in the south or something like that. But there's such a force behind God's power when it's in demonstration. And he wants it that way. And there's things we can do to have it in demonstration. And when it was in manifestation there, all of a sudden it said that the priest could not continue ministering because of the glory or the cloud. And if you read the margin note, it said they couldn't stand up. You know, they, that's in the Bible. They, they couldn't even stand up. I mean, we, we just talked about a verse where, uh, where the soldiers couldn't. You know what just blows me away is how strong God's power was and those guys still took Jesus. It amazes me because there are other stories like that. You know, I mean, they waited to see if Jesus would heal. Then when he did, they came against him. Okay, now that's not crazy to you. <clears throat> I mean, you, you watch a crippled guy get healed and then they're mad. I mean, it's a demonstration of power. Man, we don't want to side with that. I mean, nobody here would, right? But there were people siding with things like that. If you read, you, you know, you read the Bible. And you see that. And sometimes I go, wow. But I'm telling you, he'll demonstrate his power. Amen. I'm going to read this. I'm going to read what I told you. So I don't know if you want to sit down or go to your seat and find your Bible or whatever. But I'm going to read this. In 2 Chronicles. You know what? Maybe we'll go down here. I was going to jump, but... <clears throat> I didn't want to get down there before him. But in 2 Chronicles 5, verse 13, it said, Indeed, it came to pass. I don't know that we have to wait for things to happen if we just participate and do things. I wonder if sometimes we're waiting for something to come and something greater and that becomes our expectation and maybe that holds it out. You know what I mean by that? It's going to be coming. It's going to be coming. What if we stop thinking like it's going to be coming? 
and start thinking, well, it happens when you participate with rules or ways that are set forth by God. And if we just participate with the way that's set forth by God, then it, indeed it'll come to pass. You with me? So it said, indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. They, they didn't sing a bunch of songs. We don't know. if I don't know if they sang this over and over, but that's all it says. Then it says that the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. So notice he said the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. Filled with a cloud. You know, earlier when we were praising the Lord, I started seeing that coming. And it can look hazy. And I've had that experience numbers of times where I've been in a service and preaching away or talking like this and just explaining or going on and watch like a haze come in out of the back corner and just come sweeping down and push down and people get healed over there. I brought one of my neighbors... Uh, he, he had I'd led him to the Lord he was a teenager and he said well I'd like to go to your church so he came one night and he was a few rows back and I was talking and there was a, a girl behind him and her, her husband and there were people around but all of a sudden uh, I don't know how to explain this this may be the worst illustration you've heard but remember the Fat Albert the, the cartoon and that guy that wore that beanie over his head and his eyes kind of were out. You know what I'm talking about? If not, just think of it and just go, okay. So I was talking and I saw that cloud just get right over him like this and stretch out and just start going down like this. I didn't say anything. I just was preaching and watching and go like this. Now, remember, he's not been in church before. He didn't know what he's supposed to do. Honestly, after church, when I gave him a ride home, he's very well-mannered. He, he was apologizing. I'm so sorry. So sorry for doing that. I don't know. I just, I, I'm just sorry. What happened when I saw that cloud come down on him and then just drop like this and then it just settled on his shoulders, he just started laughing hysterically. And he's trying to cover his face and laughing. And I watched it stretch out to the girl behind she just totally started laughing now there's other people and it's just right there and I'm watching it and I just kept going and you could see it like a haze just like this and uh, all of a sudden it came, started to come back off of her and she straightened up and this was for a while and then all of a sudden it just kind of dissipated disappeared and he was back to normal and he told me after, I'm so sorry. Now, I didn't tell him what I saw. 
but I watched it the whole time. I was, it was, he would have been like right here. I, I've seen that before where, you know, people have been healed or just all of a sudden you'll see it come into an area and just go whoop and sit down and people start rejoicing. Are there laws that govern this? And here's the thing, his power has literal impact. It has force. You know, there's some things I don't want to say because if I call people up here, but I've had this happen, I don't know how many times, when I've called people up and people will talk about it in the church, they'll say, you know, when, when he just go to minister to you and you get about three feet from him, it feels like you hit something. And sometimes I look and it's looked like I'm looking out of the haze. And sometimes when people get in that, you know, I'll have a word for them and um, from the Lord. And most of the time I found this out after hearing from people that say, can we get the service with that on it? <laughs> and they'll say, well, I didn't hear a word you said. So there are other people that will write stuff down for them. They'll say, I didn't even hear a word, word you said. But the power, that glory has such force. When they were ministering to the Lord, it said that the priest, verse 14, could not continue ministering. And the margin of mine says, stand to minister. So there was such a force that they were knocked to the ground. But is there a principle by which they were acting? Is there a principle by which they were acting? Can you see it from here all the way through the Bible? Matter of fact, if you look at Bible verses about heaven, you can actually see the same things happen there. Where the angels will be worshiping God. And then the 24 elders will fall down and throw their crowns and they'll start praising him. Or in Isaiah 6 too where it said in the year that King Uzziah died, behold, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple and it talks about how that the glory was in there. But when the angels would start praising the Lord, and this is in the book of Revelation too, the pillars in heaven began to shake I mean I've been preaching where people just start shaking violently almost in their chair the power of God you watch it come on them but are there rules that kind of can govern this and that we don't have to wait for a day we can have our day because Today is the day of salvation. It's the day. And can we have the day? Can you have the day? Can I do something? Can you do something to have the day? It's interesting there was such a force there. Turn to the next chapter, the seventh chapter. They were dedicating this temple the house of God 
And then the next chapter after, really the sixth chapter on, if you begin reading, there was a prayer that was made, but it seems like to me a lot of it was declaring things too. That as they declared and they said things and they did things, you know, and finished this prayer, it's like a whole chapter long. Notice verse 1, it said, when Solomon had finished praying, but it was, there was decrees. It said, fire came down from heaven after he had prayed, after he had spoken these things. Fire came down from heaven. So we know where this came from. This is a God thing. This is not something weird. This is not something crazy. It is something from out of this world, but it doesn't stay out of this world. It was never meant to stay out of this world. It was made to be in this world and to be seen in this world and experienced in this world. Jesus didn't want to be the only one who spoke and said something and power went out and had such force, it hit them. And so when he gets done praying, you know, I mean, when, when you read Ezekiel and you, I'm sorry, Exodus and read the story of Moses, what was he doing up on the mountain? He was praying. He was talking to God. And something affected him. And he came down, and it was so powerful that people said, wait a minute, we don't mind hearing what you say, but not, we don't want to see the glory. We do. You know, when you read in 2 Corinthians 3 where they didn't want to see the glory, the glory was what transformed them when they heard the truth. It's when the Spirit of God is teaching you and directing you, and you're learning from his word that we get transformed by his glory. But notice this here. It said that fire came down from heaven. Aren't you glad the Bible said every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down and comes down? You know, I was here the other night in the school and I made a mention of a brief statement about types and shadows in the Old Testament is, you know, a types or shadows, and the New Testament is the image. That fits here. We have the very image of what God has always wanted to do in our midst. And we'll look at that in a second. But it said this fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices and the glory of the Lord now we know back there that the glory of the Lord it said was you know a cloud but he called it the glory of the Lord it came down this glory that can look like a cloud whether you see it or not came down it fell and this fire fell and it fell and he said and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. So this wasn't a rarity. I mean, it just happened, and now it's happening again. 
with a little bit different results. This maybe is the verse where you don't want to be late to church verse. You think I'm kidding. And the priest could not enter the house of the Lord. Because they locked the doors. No. Could not enter the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. The doors were open, but they couldn't get in. You know, I heard of a man years ago who had had an out-of-body experience and died and had an experience, and then he was caught up in the glory of God, and his family thought he was dying, so went to the door of his bedroom, and they went to go in and bounced off. The door was open and fell backwards. The mother and the grandmother were concerned, and one of them backed up and took a run at the door and literally fell back. And they said, and it happened a couple of times, that when they looked in, the room was just full of a cloud. They couldn't even see the bed. They couldn't even see in. So there are degrees by which this could occur, but are there rules by which it can occur? What's interesting, they were just praising the Lord and it occurred. They were praying and proclaiming things, and it happened here. Are there other things and other times when this has happened? Turn to the book of Revelation. This is interesting. Can this glory, this power, the 15th chapter, this is a manifestation, or those were of heaven on earth. Or you could say this, the atmosphere or what happens in heaven on earth. Because we'll see this happened and happens in heaven. It's going to happen so strong for a stretch that people aren't even going to be able to enter into certain places in heaven during that last tribulation period because this glory is going to manifest. So powerful there. But are there rules by which it can happen here? Notice this in verse 8 of the 15th chapter. And he's talking about the judgments and different things. It says, verse 8, And the temple in heaven was filled with smoke. Well, we know it comes like a smoke or like a cloud, he said, from the glory of God. It's a manifestation of God's Spirit. From the glory of God and from His power. And no one was able to enter into the temple. I mean, you think about it. Our bodies 
I've had it so strong before the power of God, it's almost uncomfortable. You know, like when Isaiah saw the Lord in his glory and he was up there, guess when he said, Well, am I, for I am undone. I mean, think about what effect it can have on people, believers and non believers. They couldn't enter. Tell the seven plagues and the seven angels were completed. What they were doing. So for a stretch of time, there was this filling that place to where they couldn't enter. Um, that happened on the earth. Have we ever experienced maybe in a degree? But degrees can go up. You ever walked into a place? Have you ever come here and walked in the doors or walked in the building or came in the parking lot and thought, oh, I sense something? Anybody ever had that happen? I mean, I've had that happen places and I remember one time I was in El Salvador, 1986, there was a big earthquake and we went down and we were evangelizing, going door to door and there was um, such devastation, the people were out of their homes and so they just closed some of the streets and the people just set up their houses in the street. And so then the next street would be open and the next street would be closed and the people would just set their homes because they were just, you know, made them out of whatever they could. And I remember going door to door to witness or, or shack to shack or whatever. And this one person had canvas and wood frames and a little bit of metal siding and, and then kind of had a little board thing, like a little wall, maybe about this high that kind of went out and then had an opening in the front. And this this lady had an American evangelist on the radio. She had a radio there with batteries. And uh, she had 700 club, like gold earrings. And she was an older lady and real weathered, you know, from being out and just had a smile on her face. She was sweeping away and sweeping her area. And we wanted to talk to her, you know, make sure she knew the Lord. And yeah, I know the Lord. And she said, come in. Well, coming in is like going through this threshold and just stepping. So the guy I was with, we just stepped into her area. It was so pronounced, like I had never experienced before in my life. It was like you walked, it was like you went uh, into something. It was so noticeable to me, she was living in it. And this guy said, man, did you notice that? And I was like, yes. We're supposed to be evangelizing. <laughs> no, it changes. The story gets better. So I stepped out. And you could tell. So I stepped back. I said, 
you could tell. So he did it. And he said, you can't. So now there's like, you know, that thing, we're both doing this. Serious. And you could tell. And it was so pronounced. I remember one night doing a camp, and the glory of God was really strong. I remember this girl had been deaf her whole life, got healed. And the service just kept going. And I'm thinking, you know, and I'm the one leading the service. And, you know, after a couple hours, three hours, we tell the youth, well, you know, the snack bar's open. If you want to go, you can go. And so maybe half of them left. And we're still going. And I thought, well, you know, how long are we going to keep going? I'm the one doing it. And now I'm kind of off to the side. And so I thought, well, I guess I'll just leave too. And now it's probably down to a quarter of the people or less. And I walked out the doors and left and walked away and thought, ah, I want to go back. I walked in there and didn't even realize how strong, I mean, I had become, you know, accustomed to it, acclimated. I walked back in there and it was like you just walked into something. Are there laws that govern this that we could turn it up that he will always respond to that you could do that I could do that would change how things happen here happen in your own life I mean some of them are pretty simplistic where you could just live more aware of this, change the atmosphere, so to speak. An atmosphere is real, big time. You know, probably most people are aware you ever been somewhere and went, oh, there's something not right here. You know, you're at a store or something or some place where something's been going on and you're like, this isn't, I just don't like going in there. There's just something. But can that be more or less pronounced? What about this glory? Are there rules by which... this can get in greater manifestation it's a good question and I believe you can see these same things occur you know in Acts 4 when they came together to pray that building shook when they were praising magnifying the Lord and when they had pronounced some things and they prayed and praised the Lord and all of a sudden that place started shaking. I would think that there was enough glory there to shake the building. Paul and Silas were in prison in Acts 16 and at midnight when they ministered to the Lord, they were praying 
and singing psalms to him, that whole place began to shake too. What if in the Old Testament we read that verse, right? That what happened? The fire came down and consumed the offering. Said the fire came down and consumed the burnt offering. Did you notice that? Let's look at two other verses. First Peter 2. Verse 5, it says, You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house. Back then, he was talking about a building. Now he's talking about people being built up as a spiritual house. A holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We are being built up to be able to offer up, we're a house now. We are to offer up spiritual sacrifices. Turn to Hebrews, the 15th chapter. So in the Old Testament, that glory showed up in a way, I, I don't even know if I like to say that, it was manifest. And I will say that power is here. His power is here. And he'll visit you where you're at. You know, I know that we believe God lives in us as believers. We are individually the temple of God. But there is another side that he does walk around in the church. He did it in the book of Revelation when he examined the church. He said he walked among the candlesticks. And the Bible said the candlesticks were the church. He personally gets involved. Though he lives in you, he does things among us. You with us we are this place that he was reading or writing so we could read about it so we could come in line with something and he would be able to do something notice this in the 15th chapter in the 15th verse Hebrews 15 15 and one thing that's interesting about the book of Hebrews is he wrote to people different there than he did in other places in the New Testament because they were familiar with some of the Old Testament. Hebrews 15. Did I say something? What did I say? Oh, I know there's not. But there's further revelation I want to talk to you guys about tonight. <clears throat> 
And I don't shout that well. And we're going to go to the 18th chapter of Hebrews right now. I mean, I notice people laughing here, laughing. I'm like, I don't see that cloud on them. Is my zipper up or something? 13th chapter. The last chapter. The 15th verse. Notice this, it says, therefore by him, therefore by him, by Jesus, let us occasionally. Why are there admonitions to pray without ceasing? Why are there admonitions to rejoice in the Lord always? And again, I say, I got to say this again, rejoice. Why are there admonitions like that? Where did the glory of God manifest back then when they were praying, when they were praising the Lord? And he admonishes us to do it occasionally. Could there be some kind of connection Therefore, by him, let us continually offer the sacrifice. Now, remember what happened back in the Old Testament. They offered a sacrifice in the fire of God, consumed it, and the house was filled with the glory of God or smoke, which was the glory of God in manifestation. But if you think about it, we are not called to offer up physical sacrifices in the sense of animals. Now, our deeds, our good actions, our sacrifices, the Bible said, that are acceptable to God. Our giving in the Bible, in the New Testament, talks about it being a sacrifice to God, a spiritual one. But here, it talks about our praise, because you can't continually give an offering of money but you can give what is appropriate and right but you can continually give this spiritual offering you can continually give this spiritual offering you can continually give this spiritual offering or at least up the amount you give I said, you can up the amount you give. Thank you. You can up the amount you give, right? We talk about pledge services. We're going to pledge to give toward the building. And that's right. But I wonder if there is an intimacy that we have with God and there have been times that he's called us to his, himself. And what we have is our time and maybe he wanted a pledge. Here's the interesting thing. When I gave my life to the Lord, I gave him my 
life. All of it, which means my time, everything. And then he says, with your time, continually, regularly, rejoice. Continually, offer the sacrifice of praise. Which is, what is this sacrifice of praise to God? That is the fruit or the byproduct of your lips. Well, I've just been thinking about it a lot. I've been thinking about it, been thinking about him, and you should think about the Lord. But why does he make statements like continually and constantly and rejoice always and prayer, fellowship without ceasing? Is there something connected? We were talking today at lunch about when they appointed the, the people to serve in the church and to get involved and serve tables and they said choose out these people and we'll give ourselves to the ministry of the word and prayer and the ministry of the word in other words we'll spend time fellowshipping with God and ministering the word and you'll do the work and the people were pleased maybe that's sowing and reaping in itself Because then they didn't say they gave themselves to it, but I don't think they said it like as a lie. You know, guys, we need you to work uh, because we need to pray, and then, but we're not. We just need to get you to work because, you know. No, they started doing it, and immediately after, things started happening. Things started happening. I wonder, their lives are like our lives. Their lives are like your life. They got crowded. They were doing a lot to the point where people were being neglected. Certain physical needs, you know, for widows were getting overlooked. and They could do all that they could do. I wonder if it affected their time with the Lord. They said, we're going to do this. We need to do this so we can do, you do this so we can do this. And when they started doing it, it starts talking about the results that started happening. I mean, right after there were result, results. Maybe part of being a minister is that maybe we are called to spend some more time. But we're all called to be committed and to maybe make a vow and then follow through on it to offer up constant sacrifices of praise. I mean, I wonder, did they get so busy that that's what they said, wait a minute, we've got to readjust our priorities here 
because we can see that things started happening after. They lived with Jesus, and Jesus got crowded in his life too, to where he would have to separate himself from the multitude to pray, and there were times that he'd go to pray, and then the multitude would come. He knew something about fellowshipping with God and spending time with the Lord and hanging out with God and being in union with him and talking to him. And he would purpose to set time aside. Wonder if there was something to that. My grandfather was a denominational preacher, and when he found out I was going to go into the ministry, he talked to me. He said, one thing you're going to need to do is you better make sure that as you're making decisions and you live this life, and, and he wasn't like we are in the sense of being spirit-filled. He said, but Jesus prayed and made that a priority in his life and fellowshiped and spent time with the Lord, and you're going to need to do that. But what's interesting, they had physical sacrifices. And when they would offer up those physical sacrifices, that fire would fall. And it happened again and again in the Old Testament. And again and again in the Old Testament. And when they would praise God, they would see the glory of God manifest again and again. And when they hung out with God and they were around, you know, at different times, they would see it. The children of Israel would see it come upon the building. And we read about history and go Azusa Street. Or, you know, they had this. And, you know, I think sometimes we get in our mentality that at 12 o'clock at the year 1900 is when Azusa Street went down, and it didn't. It was years later when it started. And it went for about three and a half years, and then it subsided. And then they got back to praying for, for a while, and then all of a sudden it started and went for another three and a half years. I wonder if people just connect with something that is accessible I had a friend in high school, or a guy I know, I shouldn't say a friend, but a guy I knew in high school, and he was, he was uh, um, different. He lived in the world, and there was a park up above the area where I lived, and there were a lot of bad people that hung out there, and so somebody bet him, like, I don't know, it was not over $20, that he'll climb up this telephone pole climb over the wires and come down the other side. He said, all right. So he literally climbed up this thing, got to the top, and before he could get his arm, he started to get up. The guys that were there said, you could see the power just leave the wire and hit him right here and just throw him right off the pole. And he was messed up for seven, eight months, nine months. But that power is accessible. He, he just had to get close to it. I've had this happen before. Having people pray for him and go to minister to him. 
and the, the power of God just on me, and all of a sudden you just sense it go like this, like arc, just like that, go boom, and, and you could sense two, three people down. I remember this one girl. I, I was praying, went to her, and just skipped her, went to the next person, started praying. She came up to me after the service. Well, that's about three people down from her, and all of a sudden it just arced like that and went, eh. I went, she got what she needed, so I just skipped her and kept going. It's the truth. She came up to me after the service. You know, she's like a kid up there. Everybody's getting something, and it's like, okay, I leave. I mean, I didn't lay hands on her, but she got something. She got what she needed. She waited for me after the service, said, well, how come you didn't pray for me? I said, well, I have a question for you. I said, when I was three people away from you, did the power of God just go boom and hit you? She said, oh, yeah. I said, I know. I said, you got it right then. She said, okay. Turned around and walked off. <laughs> but John Lake, that minister who went to be with the Lord years ago, who is really known for God's power working in his life, and he talked about the power of God being like electricity and like laws govern it. And I'm telling you, there are laws that govern the power of God, and there's bigger than 120 or, or 110 and 220 or whatever. There's those wires that are up higher, but I wonder if you got to climb the pole. Maybe continually offer. wonder if there would be an effect. I remember when I first started doing some of this stuff in my life. I put time aside and I just started doing this and spending time and just praising the Lord. And, you know, I prayed in the Spirit and did things, but just spent extra time, just spent extra time day after day. I'll be honest with you, at first I didn't sense anything. <laughs> or very little. Then as days and weeks went by, it started becoming different. And it just kept increasing and increasing and increasing until it wasn't me just going to the Lord and spending time before him. All of a sudden, it was like it would come back at me. I'd be in the car, and it would seem like the whole car would fill up with a cloud. The fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. That was a sacrifice. They offered us sacrifices. What if we should just expect? Now, does it mean he will only do it if I praise him? No. He'll do things without that. But is there something to it? Absolutely. I said, absolutely. And there is such force and power to the glory of God. That's why when I said, you know, hey, that's the don't show up late to church service scripture. I don't think that's far-fetched. I mean, if we've walked into a building before, walked into places before, 
and went, wow. What if it was a little stronger? Maybe we wouldn't say, wow. Maybe we'd say, whoa. Whoa. You know, I know one minister years back said they used to do their big service um, uh, like Sunday morning or their small service, and then their big service was Sunday night. And they said they would just praise the Lord and spend time with the Lord. And they said they'd just charge the atmosphere. Then when lost people would come in, they'd just come under conviction. I wonder if they knew something about spending time with the Lord. I wonder if the Lord, you know, people want a revival. And then people start praying. What if they there is a connection to just spending time? And I don't mean just to clock hours because well I've got to do this, but I mean just by faith. You know, just 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 getting after it with him. I mean, our words are powerful. And I mean, you could just launch your words all over your house. Glory to God. Glory. You're big, God. You're big. You're big right now. You're strong. You're mighty. You work here. You work in my life. And man, you're good. Whoa, you're strong. You're a big God. You're mighty. And you just keep doing that for a while. And then you do it tomorrow. You know, I've been preaching, I saw a little bit of spit coming out. <laughs> but talk about a cloud coming out. Who lives in you? Can your words get more powerful? I know for a stretch of time the Lord has been dealing with me about this in my own life. And what to do to make your words more powerful. And he's been dealing with me about getting your mind fixed on certain things. And just get them set on certain things, and then that power will increase in those things. Well, when you're praising God, you're thinking about Him and how big He is and how mighty He is, and you're getting your mind on Him, and you're getting conscious of Him, and recognizing He's strong, and then you start talking like you're strong. I mean, Jesus' words were so strong, they killed a tree one time. But he was real conscious of God. And then he'd spend time, and I bet you him spending time and talking to God. I mean, you think about it. I don't know about you, but when I spend time with God in Acts, the 13th chapter, when they ministered to the Lord and fasted, they were ministering to the Lord. They were ministering to the Lord. I said they were ministering to the Lord and they just kept ministering to the Lord and they kept ministering to the Lord and they kept ministering to the Lord and they just kept ministering to the Lord and they ministered to the Lord and they ministered to the Lord and they ministered to the Lord and we don't know how long they ministered to the Lord but they ministered to the Lord and they ministered to the Lord and they ministered to the Lord and their words, I believe their words had power because they were filled with the Spirit of God and then all of a sudden God talked to them. You don't think His words have power? So he started talking back to him. So he's working in the atmosphere. 
because I don't know about you, but when I read the Bible in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Not just a big bang. It was his words were so powerful. And as they ministered to the Lord, all of a sudden, he's talking. I bet that would affect the atmosphere. And what's so cool is you start ministering to the Lord and he'll start talking to you. He'll start dealing with you. He lives in you. I mean, when, when Jesus went up on the Mount of Transfiguration in Matthew 17 and on through there, what did he do? He went up there and he was talking to God. And all of a sudden, Moses and Elijah came and started talking to him. And then a, then a cloud came over. And the disciples that were there became fearful. And a voice came out of the cloud. And they're on the ground. What kind of cloud was that? You know, when people talk about, you know, the Lord's going to come back in a cloud. It's not a cumulus cloud. It's not like the news media is going to be going, well, today the weather's going to be. That's a strange cloud. There's somebody standing on it. No. It'll be the glory of God. It's the same thing that received him out of our sight. It didn't remove him from being... It just got so thick, you don't see him. He got received out of the sight, our sight, by that glory. And when he comes back, he'll come back on that same kind of cloud. That's just heaven. That's the atmosphere up there. When they're praising God, the place starts shaking. God sends messages. God deals with people. In an atmosphere like that, some people don't like an atmosphere like that. They don't, because God will start dealing with them. Not you, God. I mean, think about it in Acts 16 when they're praising the Lord. I mean, they're singing. That building starts shaking. All the prison doors open. He thinks, man, the guard wakes up. They, they're, they're gone. I'm going to kill myself. He said, don't, don't do it, we're all here. And then he preached a sermon for like an hour and a half trying to convince him. No, he just, he, he said, how do I get saved? And what I find so interesting, if the county jail, when I lived in Southern California, you'd hear about people escaping from the county jail. Nobody left. He said, we're all here. Maybe there was something else there. I mean, if it, I wonder if it could keep people from leaving, too. I wonder if it could keep people. I, I've had it before where I've ministered to people and stuff. And I remember one time ministering to this one, one person. There was a group of people around. The power of God got so strong, I just fell out on the floor on my face. And that person did, too. And I was there for two hours. I remember trying to lift myself, and I felt like I had, you know, you know when you play, well, when you watch kids play with magnets, <laughs> you know, and it's like sticking, but you don't, you, you know, it was like that. You could lift your hand, but it was like a magnet. And I know the power of God's like that, too. Like when you call somebody up to minister to them, there's just times where I won't touch them and just put my hand like that, and it's almost like you could feel like something pushing, like there's a barrier in there, like there's... It's just real substance. 
what about that bigger? What about that bigger? What if God has been calling us for a long time? What if he has? What if he raised us up for this? What if he did? What if he did? Studying end time stuff is, I don't I haven't spent a lot of time lately, but I had spent a pretty good stretch. One of the verses that's so fascinating to me in the back of the book of Revelation is when the Lord comes back, before he comes back, it said when he comes back, but it said he'll come back because his bride has made herself ready. Yeah, but what about his grace and all that? That's all part of it. What about his power working? That's all part of it. But I'll tell you what. You ever been to places where all of a sudden people get words? And if you've been kind of like, la, 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 with your life, and you show up, and you're like, oh, Lord, forgive me for everything that I've done today, and when I said that about that person and everything, in Jesus' name, all right, now I'm ready for church. Nobody like that here. But I mean, you know, at that other church, you're all like the one you go to? No, can't be that one either. But when God's power is in manifestation, I wonder if people act different. I wonder if it, it would embolden people. I mean, I don't go around touching people, but when they're static electricity, it emboldens me. I'll just go touch somebody on the air. And I go, ow. Oh, you guys act innocent. <laughs> but what about his power being in manifestation? Is there something? I mean, we know that if there's static electricity in a place, what do you do? You drag your feet. <laughs> and you make it available. God does not want us to drag our feet concerning continually offering up sacrifices of praise, though. Can it make a difference? In all honesty, it makes a difference in my life. I mean, I know you can act and do things and watch God do things. But there is that other side because it's just the Bible's chock full of it. I mean, the atmosphere in this place is a result of many things. It is. It, it totally is. And a lot of it probably started with God calling somebody your pastor. But it didn't end there but it has to perpetuate there. You with me? I've heard people say, we're not going to have that here. And they don't. I've heard that before. We, we won't have that in our church. Well, thank God he said, I'll build my church. So, 
when we start calling it our church. Now, I understand as stewards, we're over it. But the fact of the matter is, is there something we can do? I think teaching or hearing truth can get us to think further and go, okay, we're not going to have this next Wednesday and we're not going to have this next Sunday. We're not. That's not when we're having it. That's not the next time we're having it. That's not. It's not the next time we're having it. When is the next time we're having it? Now and tomorrow and the next day. So when the next day comes and it's Sunday, we will have it. And there is a dynamic when people are together. You with me? There is a dynamic. And I know this. God wants to do things here. I've done this I don't know how many times when we start praising the Lord. And uh, sometimes I'll see, and I don't always tell people. I've had this happen. There's a lady. We, we have a dynamic in our church. You may have some of it here where people, you know, we have what we call snowbirds or politically correct winter visitors. <laughs> they come from places like this and enjoy our warm weather. And uh, we have Tuesday morning prayer and Friday morning prayer. And uh, there are times I'll be in there and the glory of God will not show up like a cloud, but it'll show up in the Old Testament and in different places, showed up like a bright light. But the presence, you sense his power. And um, I've seen that before. Now, not to the degree, we know these things manifest in the New Testament because when Paul was converted, a bright light shone around about him. That was the glory of God. Because when he talks about it later, he talks about it being the glory of God. God lives in inapproachable light. And we'll, we'll be praying and praising the Lord, whatever. And I remember thinking, wow, man, the glory of God's here. It looked like we had twice as many lights on you're kind of like squinting and I remember after the service I went back towards the bathrooms down the hallway and out of the bathrooms came this one of these winter visitor people nothing against them it just happened to be one and so she said we need to do something about the lighting I had already seen it she said, we need to do something about the lighting. I said, what do you mean? She said, it's just too bright in there. I said, really? She said, yeah, it's too bright. Now, we don't even turn on half of the lights. Uh, only one side of the room. She said, it's just too bright in there. I said, well, nobody's turned any of the lights off. Why don't we go back in there? okay so she walked back in there and we'll talk about it so I brought her back in there and I said is it real bright in here now she said well no I said it's not I said you know the same lights are on she said they are yeah same lights are on 
I said, I, and then I told her, I said, actually, when, when I was up there sharing, I, I just watched. It looked like the back wall started lighting up. Moses' face lit up. Stephen's face lit up. And what did he say when his face lit up? Or actually, after he finished preaching, his face lit up. Then he preached. Then he said, I see heaven open. And Jesus standing, you know, at the right hand of God, he saw him in glory and even said that. He said, behold, I see the glory of God and Jesus. But his face was all lit up. I mean, the whole back wall was lit up. But it's not just that part, it's what it does. It leaves something, it does something. God moves there. He moves regardless. I mean, you know, you could be as dry as a napkin and God could speak to you. But are there conducive conditions? Sure. Sure there are. And so uh, what I was saying was we've had different things happen. So I've had people do this. I said, we're going to just lift our hands. We're just all going to praise the Lord right now. Or let's just start praising the Lord. And sometimes I don't like telling these things because then people are trying to feel something. Years ago, I had an experience at a camp that I was doing. There was a young girl there. And um, she, um, she sang and had an incredible voice. Super incredible voice. But I remember I was going to do the service, and I had a friend with me who was another minister, and he wasn't doing that service. And I came in the door. And when I did, I was like, oh, yuck, I need to get out. I literally left. It felt like I got, it just, the power of God just dropped. Like if I was at 100, it went down to about 70 or 60. And I thought, oh, this is bad. I'm like, oh, no. And I was like, ha-ha, here we go. And I went, oh, no. I never felt like I got back to the 100. So the camp goes on, the, I'm the last speaker, the last day. And man, God's just been doing great stuff. And this girl comes walking down front. And, you know, you ever heard the story of Job's daughters? I think they were around her. They brought her. Can you help her? Oh, she, and the girl starts crying. I've been here all week and I haven't sensed God one bit happened in my life and I thought I knew that or at least that first night no I didn't say that but I, it was that girl and she said I'm just not sensing anything I'm not recognizing anything here's where we miss it sometimes we're looking at the wrong thing so I told her I said here's what we're going to do and just like tonight you know I could sense the power of God down my shoulders down in my arms and on me and so I said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to pray for you, but I'm not going to pray altogether about that. We'll talk about it later. I'm going to pray for you first to get prepared, get you prepared for our talk. So now she's relaxed. I prayed for her. And man, the power of God just went into her. And I said, there it is. And she just fell out on the floor. 
And her friends jumped down to pray. I said, leave her alone. <laughs> Let God do it. He started it. Then after a few minutes of doing stuff, I said, get her up. I said, you know why I did that? I said, because you were so focused on what you were feeling instead of being focused on the Lord. And I said, I had to like sneak up on her because then she was like, okay, what am I going to feel? What am I going to sense? What am I going to experience right now? And she literally was like, that was incredible. I said, now stand up. And I said, now don't be concerned about what you feel right now. Just relax. I don't know how many times I've said that to people when I've gone to pray for them and went up to them and I'd say, now just relax. I'm going to pray for you in Jesus' name. Thank you for your power going into her. And it'll just go in. And um, God's life is so real and tangible. I prayed for her and she went back out on the ground. But what I said was this, what I started to say is when we do this, when we raise our hands, I've had this happen a number of times where I'll just say, raise your hands. I do it on purpose and probably shouldn't tell you, but I will. Don't focus on it. You raise your hands up like this and you just start thanking the Lord, you'll sense his power to start flowing into you because many times his, that glory after you've been praising him will be there. It'll be like a cloud. It's like you stick your hands in it. I can do it right now. And I, it's like my hands from about here up are like that. It's like they're in something, like in a mist. And the thing is, you're like, well, I want to feel that. And somebody's like, no. You see that over there? No, but you can do it. Just don't get your attention on it. I learned that when I was young. When I first started sensing God moving in my life, I'd be like, ooh, 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 there it is. And then all of a sudden it would dissipate. And I'd be like, oh. And then it would be like, I'm going to get my attention on the Lord. And I got my eye half closed. And I'm looking over here trying to feel this thing and get my attention on the Lord. I'm like, uh. And when I learned how to just go, okay, forget that. I'm looking at you. It, that power just started flowing. Because it's not just mental, you know, like, oh. And, but if we did that, I know this, God's power is here. Because I did it again and my hands are back there. He's like, well, let's give it a shot then, mister. Well, here's the thing. Well, let's lift up our voice to the Lord and get our attention on him. Here's the thing I know about this. There's things that I believe are biblical, but you just have to bring it out. I believe the power of God being transferred to hands, through hands, or even coming into you comes from down here. Comes from down here. I remember when my assistant pastor was first learning these things, she came from a denominational church and she had uh, breast cancer. And so she came and she got healed or gross in her breast, she got healed. Actually in a phone call to me on the phone and she was on the ground. And so I've got to go to that church. So as we went along, I'd say, come up here when I minister to these people. So she came up, you know, It'd be like this. I don't know what your names are. You guys can come up here. And so, since you have long hair, right? A little bit. Pretend like she's my, he's my assistant pastor. You're here. So I said, I'm going to pray for her, and I want you to pray for her. So I said, now I'm going to put my hand on her like this, and you put your hand on her. 
And I just, you can close your eyes. And I said, Lord, I thank you, you know, for your divine life. And just relax and don't worry about doing anything. This is an example. Thank you, Lord, for your power working in her now in Jesus' name. That's it. It's going into you. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. So I did that. And I looked over at her and she's all. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, I looked at her and said, what are you doing? Oh, it's so good. And I said, no. I said, no, 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 no. See, I learned this years ago and other things like where when I was an assistant pastor at a church, the pastor would be gone or I'd be there, then I'd be ministering to people. And I remember this one time uh, I would start noticing this when I'd pray for somebody. The power of God would go into them and the ushers would do this number. Put their hands right there. And you could sense it inside, in me, I could sense it going in and going into the usher. And I remember one time I just said, the guy's name was David. I said, get your hand off of him. I wasn't trying to be mean, I was just thinking, man, the power of God's flowing. And you could tell people were like, oh. <laughs> so anyway, everybody went back to their seat. And uh, I said, now, I wasn't trying to be mean. I said, but that power was flowing, and actually it was going right into her and right into him. Matter of fact, in the middle of the time I'm praying, she just turned around and walked away. I said, where'd you go? She told me later, she said, I didn't even know I walked away. I didn't know what in the world was going on. <laughs> that power went in through, through her and into him. I said, now stand up, David, he's in the back. I said, when that was happening, I said, could you tell? He said, yeah, I still can. I feel like, I almost feel like I can't stand up. I said, that's why. I said, the power is just going in. Well, what happened with her when we were here, I basically told her, I said, you can stop that down here. Allow it in down here. And you can stop it from flowing into you. And you can actually release it and let it back in from down here. By a choice, through knowledge, freely you have received, freely give. Just like you would release faith words, you could set yourself and go, I'm going to let the power of God, especially when you become conscious of it, say, so I'm going to let the power of God begin to flow out of me now. And then after a while, you can learn to do it without just touching people, just touching them. And it'll just go out of you and go into them. And here's the thing about the power of God. The same way when it's up there, you can just receive it into yourself where you're at. You with me? And so you can raise your hands and you can just say, I praise you, Lord, and don't worry about what you feel. Don't worry about what you sense. Don't worry about any of that. Just get your attention on the Lord and just lift your hands. You can do this right now. And just say, Lord, you repeat after me. You know, I hike a bit, and I take people places where I hike. And I expect if they want to go where I go, I just say, follow me. So you just get your attention on the Lord and follow me. Just say this. Say, Lord Jesus, you are my God. You are my strength. You are my life. I look to you. I look to you, Father, Father, 
in the name of Jesus. I thank you that you are good. Not that I'm trying to feel anything, but I believe as I lift my voice, your power flows back into me. Thank you, Lord. I'm a good receiver. Thank you, Lord, for your divine life. This life, this power heals my body, causes me to be conscious of you, to get more revelation, to have peace, liberty, and freedom. Thank you, Lord. I also release your life. Now say it with sincerity. Your power, your life is in me. I release that power into this place, into this place, so that the atmosphere might be charged. Thank you for it. It'll be here when I come back. When I leave, it'll be with me. When others come back, it'll be here for them. Thank you, Lord, for your life and your power working, flowing into me now in Jesus' name. Now everybody stand up and just lift your hands and say, thank you, Lord, for that divine life that saturates this place. I'm not looking to what I feel. I look to you. I know that I'm following a principle set forth a law of the kingdom. So this power is not only flowing into me, saturating me, the atmosphere of this place is changing now. Thank you, Lord. I'm being saturated from the outside in by your working by your glory this power cannot be held only in this building but goes out and reaches people in the parking lot in the street thank you Lord we walk with you we magnify you. We glorify you. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for your divine life and power working. That's it. Working in us. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. 
for your divine, that's it, life working in him in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for your life. Just keep your attention on him. That power will just flow into you. No matter where you're at, it'll just flow into you. Thank you, Lord, for divine life. We don't worry. There we go. That's it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That same power, it's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's here. It's here and works in us now. That's it in Jesus' name. Works in us now right down on the inside of us doesn't matter if we need strength or health or deliverance or comfort or deeper revelation just fellowship it works in us we glorify you and thank you lord we just that's it we yeah thank you lord 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 that's it Glory to your name. Thank you for it, Father, working in us in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We glorify you. Thank you, Lord, for your divine life and power. Thank you, Lord, for good things in our life. Blessings abundantly. Blessed, blessed, blessings, blessed, 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 blessed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're good. Glory to you. Thank you, Lord God. We glorify you. Yeah, we can walk greater peace, greater peace, greater peace in Jesus' name. Hallelujah for more life being ministered through us. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are the comforter. Hallelujah. We can speak words of comfort. Hallelujah. We can speak words of comfort, but you can comfort us in any affliction. Thank you, Lord. You can comfort us. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for working in our life abundantly in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, abundantly. We just relax before you. We don't try to pull. You don't even have to pray. Thank you, Lord. That's it right there. Thank you for comfort, life, abundance. Thank you, Lord, for helping and working on our behalf in Jesus' name. Every affair of life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's lift our voice. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Your glory is here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was made for this. Hallelujah. I was made for this. I am the temple now that you chose to live in forever and never leave thank you lord we are that temple individually and corporately we worship you and glorify your name thank you lord god thank you lord god thank you lord god for your great goodness 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to your name. We worship you and thank you, Lord. We are that temple. Thank you, Lord, for your power moving. Thank you, Lord. We keep our attention on you. We can receive from you. And there are other ways to receive, too, through people. But we just set ourselves to look to you. Thank you, Lord. That atmosphere is charged. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I said this before and started to. I've had tell people, raise your hand. And people raise their hand and feel like, you know, it almost like you have a cast. I've never had a cast. I never wrote, but I'd seen people with them. And it's a light covering. Sometimes you're just worshiping God and it seems like, man, my arms are like a, like a cast on them. It just comes down. I would think that when that saturates you, on the outside too, there's something that can be transmitted on a regular basis when you're saturated like that. Paul, I believe, the Bible said unusual miracles in the King James in, in, in Acts 19 were wrought by his hands. Or the King James says special. The new King James says unusual or literally not the usual. What was not usual was he put those claws against his body and that power was transferred and that they, it just held the power. It just held the power. Then it traveled somewhere holding the power. And then when it was placed on somebody... That power just flowed right out of them, or that cloth, or claws, or aprons, handkerchiefs, and it just went into them. And so if we're the temple of God, we can be full inside, but we can be filled to overflowing. Amen? We've had things like this. We, we have a lady who's been in our church, and her husband is just really dealt with some bad stuff he didn't come to church and tough time sleeping and just mental things and so let's get a cloth just lay hands on him but don't tell him he could hardly sleep months months just put it in his pillow without saying him because then he won't think oh you know that was you telling me that all of a sudden the first night it's there, sleeps all the way through the night. Next night, sleeps, and she said, he's just full of joy during the day now. After the third day, she said, I'm going to tell you what's happened. And he's like, what? She took him in the room and showed him this cloth. And he, and he was like, wow. It worked. Their dog got sick about a week later, and he said, why don't we put that cloth on the dog? Why don't we do that? He, he was a believer then. That being said, that power saturates us. 
You ever been around where maybe you had a fire or something like that out in the, you know, we, we have like bonfires and, you know, little fire pits and stuff like that. And light logs have people there and it gets in your clothes and take them home and throw them in the dirty, or, or you're at home or whatever, you throw them in the dirty clothes and then a few days later you go to wash them and you're like, oh, they still smell. I do this, I go around my own house and when I'm worshiping God, I lay hands on the furniture. I just moved into a new house, I started doing it again. Thank you, Lord, for your divine life. When people sit down, I had a husband and wife over at my house just a few weeks ago and they said, she had been dealing with not being able to sleep well. I didn't know that. She said, I just got there. I just felt relaxed sitting in the chair, and I felt like I could sleep. She said, maybe I should spend the night in your living room. <laughs> I'm like, that's what I need, a married couple setting up tents. That life and power is in you. And when we do these things and follow these principles, it will manifest stronger. Expect it. Know that there's an accumulative effect of your words being spoken and praised and pronouncing things. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for your divine life, health, and strength, and the things that have occurred that if people would just check themselves but not check to feel, but just to check to know and confirm. And they just get their minds on you. They'd notice even hard times have shifted in their life. And they've just come away on the inside right now. They, they're, they're, they're coming away. wonder what happened Lord but it will just be you getting glory it's changing things hallelujah you know I will say this I've had this happen a number of times talking to somebody on the phone or even talking in person to them where they've been talking about you know going through a hard time and I just feel like I've been tested for like a week or two weeks or a month and, and I'll be talking to him and all of a sudden just like you know you can sense the power of God you can sense things happen you can sense things come and go and all of a sudden you can just tell something shifted and they're like after I talked to you it just I didn't say in the name of Jesus but you could use his name was just that power, that life, just something changed. They said, oh, it just disappeared. It was God. It's just something happened, and they were out of it. And they had been kind of in a funk. And I don't mean one or two or three people. And when we were praying right at the, right at the end, down on the inside, it's almost like you go. And, it, and it's not like a fireworks went off in the air, but there'll be people who notice, man, I've been fighting, and I'm just something happened I'm good keep going just, just keep going amen so we'll finish praying Father thank you for your goodness and your mercy 
all we need is in you. And thank you, you live in us. And you rise up strong in us and give us illumination, direction for life, whatever we need. Stir us, Lord, that if you are calling us to vow to spend more time or if it's just a command through your word, we'll obey you and we'll eat the fruit of continual praise and thanks and glorifying you. Thank you, Lord, for your good presence because it isn't any other way. And thank you for it, Father, that we get to leave saturated from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God is good, amen. Thank you, thank you, Lord. God is good. Father, thank you for what you're doing in this place. Thank you for what you have done and what you are doing. And thank you that we carry, we are carriers of your glory, carriers of your presence. Lord, and we stir these things up in us continually. And thank you for the abundance of your, of your divine love, <laughs> for your presence and your power, your mighty strength. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that we're filled, filled, filled once again, filled to the full, filled to overflowing. And Lord, we carry your glory everywhere we go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And thank you, Lord. You cause us to see things, to know, to have insight. We recognize what's happening before it happens. Lord, we have an advantage. And we thank you for the glory of God in our lives. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. you go ahead and be seated. We're, we're going to finish up our service, we think. Amen. Hallelujah. I'll forgive you for touching my pulpit. Thank you, Lord. Well, God is good. Amen. Let's go ahead tonight and we'll just receive our offering tithes and offerings and our uh, and, and designated offerings uh, for our guest minister. If you'd like to give a special offering tonight, then then we then we invite you to do so and designate you know guest speaker on the offering envelope or online. Of course, uh, you can do that online and you can designate that way as well. 
so we always want to be a blessing to those who bless us with the spiritual stuff. Amen? Thank you, Lord. God is good. You know, it's real interesting to see, you know, a lot of things just tie in. They tie into what the Lord is already saying and doing around here. And I find what the Lord has shown me that, you know, you bring in someone else who is also spirit-filled and spirit-led, that they also, you know, are able to say things and do things that just confirm and enhance and add to. And, uh, you know, we've talked some recently about what would be the difference if you prayed about something and if you didn't pray? What would be the difference if you had a prayer life and if you didn't have a prayer life? And many times individuals ex exclude that reality from having anything to do with their day-to-day -day life. And they think it's something. I don't know what it is. I don't know what I'm missing. I don't know what's lacking. I don't know why it's not all working like I'd like it to work. And they don't even think about that. But the last time they spent time with the Lord in prayer personally by themselves on their own, it's been a while. And they don't make the connection and say, oh, you mean they're connected? You mean there's a tie-in there? You mean if I would do some of this, but do it every day, and do it every week, and do it week after week after week after week, that it would accumulate almost and it, it would develop something in me and I would begin to experience God to a greater degree on a higher level. You mean that really would be the case? Yes. Yes, it would really make a difference. Yes, life would be different. Your family would be different. Yes, when we come together, when we gather, we come in at a higher level. We come in and more glory manifest in our midst. It really is connected. Amen. Isn't it nice to know? Thank you, Lord. Isn't it nice to know that there are, as Pastor Dave said, rules or principles that govern this? And it's not just random. It's not just, hey, sure would be nice. It's not just, isn't it cool when God does that here and there around the world every now and then once in a while or every hundred years, you know, so. Isn't it nice to know that there's something we can do and just have it? And others might look on and say, oh, isn't it interesting what God chose to do over there? But rather, yeah, we can say God chose to do it, but He reveals. He shows. He helps us and leads us so we know how to activate things. Amen. I mean, know a lot of times we're praying for an outpouring and the outpouring already happened. We're just not walking in it. as if the Holy Spirit came on Pentecost and left a few years later. And if we can get him to come back, man, wouldn't that be cool? <laughs> or maybe his presence abides forever. Maybe he never leaves us or forsakes us. Maybe he's always here. Maybe, maybe he rides shotgun with you wherever you go. Huh? And we give a little bit of attention, not to the feeling, not to the manifest, but to the person, to Him, and then the glory of God manifests again and again and again and again and again and again and again, higher level, amen, amen, thank God, let's
just take these things to heart. What do you say? When I say to heart, when I say take something to heart, that's taking something to the end result of doing something with it. When you hear something and don't do anything with it, you will lose it. Everybody with me? Remember RSVP. No response. It's gone. Ooh, that was good. I know, but it's gone. You take it and you do it and it stays. It becomes a part of you. It becomes a part of who you are. And the benefit of that action will reproduce, will be reproduced in your life again and again and again and again. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, we're ready to receive that offering. Let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your glory. Thank you for your presence. We bring our tithes, offerings. We give our special offerings tonight to our, our guests. And we do it with joy. We do it with gladness. And we, we're generous people. And we thank you that we can give. Thank you. We want to. Lord, we also thank you for your abundant blessing and return. We thank you for sowing and reaping, the laws of giving and receiving, that we prosper in everything we do. Thank you for your blessings, your blessings on us abundantly. Hallelujah, your blessings on us abundantly. We receive it. Lord, we're glad about it. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> we are happy about your blessings on us. We're so thankful for it. Be glorified in the middle of it. Lord, we give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Ha, ha. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. And one of the things I heard as I prayed on the inside was times of separation. Times of separation. Not separation from God, but separation unto God. Times. Set it. Set it. You're making appointments with people and places and haircuts and, you know, and <laughs> get your nails done and, and uh, get stuff. People making appointments all the time. Some of them, you're going to make sure you, you make those appointments, aren't you? I got to get this every month or every two weeks or every six months or whatever. People make appointments and they prioritize and they get there and they show up, right? Because they got to look good or whatever the, that appointment is. Times, take some times, separate yourself unto a dedicated focus and consecration uh -huh, to Him. Set it. If you haven't been doing it, set your appointment. Amen. And there, obviously there's a time, there's a place we get to, and if you're there, good. You don't need to do anything. There's a place you get to where it's not so uh, legalistic, if you will, or ritualistic, where it has to be where it becomes life, you know, and you're there a lot, but if you're not there a lot, do whatever it takes to make yourself get there. Amen. I mean, you set that DVR to record your show. You know when that's coming on. <laughs> Amen. Let's set it. Make a time. Make a time. 
to set yourself aside and get in there. Sacrifice of praise. Get in there. Focus on him. Talk to him like great example. You are strong. You're working in me. That kind of stuff or a myriad of other things. Say it. Amen. Say it. Say it. You'll experience God. have to be separate from some other stuff in order to be separate unto God. Sometimes you have to lay some other things aside and turn some things off or, or rearrange or cut something out. Sometimes you have to separate away from something to get to something else. Leave that alone. Some of it you shouldn't be doing anyway. Ever. Right? Some of it should go away forever. Some of it just maybe go away for a while. Everybody with me now? Some things the Lord will lead you to put away and just be done with it. And just walk away from it and not have it anymore in your life. It just used to be that way, but you're not going to be that way anymore. Amen. How many know this? I know Pastor Dave mentioned this earlier, that the Lord will deal with people and so forth in His presence. And, and sometimes He'll deal with... How many know whenever the Lord deals with you to walk away from something, to leave something... It's for your ultimate good. He's not trying to deprive you of joy or a good life or, a, or his life. He's trying to uh, remove something that is a hindrance to his best. Right? Remember what, what sin produces in the end? Sin, when it's fully developed, it produces death. If you, if you love someone which the Lord does love us, you would say, get away from that. Why? Just because it brings him pleasure? No, it'll kill you, man. It might kill you little by little. It might kill you all at once. But it'll kill you. And so when the Lord deals with you, separate. Get away from that. Separate unto me. Separate unto my purpose, unto my calling, unto my destiny, unto my, my reason for your existence. He's saying this to save us. He's saying this to help saying this because he wants to do something very, 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 very awesome in our lives. Amen. Well, I didn't plan on saying all this, but you, you know, you get in the presence of God and you just get, you just get unction. You just get utterance to, to, to speak and you continually see what's happening in individuals' lives. Amen. Everybody okay? Everybody okay going along tonight? Yeah, it was a little, little, little quieter on that one. <laughs> yeah, we're okay. We're not okay going along, though. <laughs> Amen. Well, let's pray for you, and then we'll, then we'll be dismissed, I think. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for every good thing that has happened, every good thing that is working in us now, and every good thing that shall be in the days to come. Lord, we are walking into it, walking into it, more and more and more of your glory, more of your plan, more of your working in our hearts and in the land. Thank you for working in us. We're walking into it, and it's going to get better than it's ever been. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, for increase. We celebrate. We rejoice. We are glad for all that you have and all that you are doing all that you have planned in the days to come. For we'll
will see it all come to pass, every bit of what you have planned and what you have in store. We will walk in it and experience it more and more. Thank you. Thank you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. All the honor. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me just say one more thing, I think. One more thing. Can I say one more thing? Lift your eyes. be narrowly focused to only see what's happening right here in your life. Sometimes all the enemy needs to do is, you know, poke you here and give you a little issue here and someone stirs you up over here and all of our attention, boom, and we're only looking two feet in front of us, in front of us. The Lord wants us to see something bigger, bigger, bigger in your life, better than it's been. One of the first things I was, I was taught in how to land an airplane is don't just stare at the runway when you're coming down. You're going to bounce, man. And I know that from experience. Boing, boing. But first thing they tell you, look up at the end of the runway. When you get down there ready to flare, look at the end. And then you have a much greater chance of just griefing it, sliding right in. Lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. See more than tomorrow. See more than the issues just right around you. See down the road. See, see what's coming. Because I tell you, the Lord sees more than just today and tomorrow. His plans are great and glorious. And He needs us to see it too. He needs us to see a bright and glorious future. He needs us to see Him working in our lives this year, next year, to, for him to, for us to see the glory of God manifest. Great things coming, and no one will be excluded. No one will be left out of God's blueprint for his mighty work in these last days. If you want it, you want to be a part of it, you've been written in. You've been given a role. You've been given an assignment to be a part of these last days and God's great plan. If you stay right here, man, you're not going to be a part. Because you, be, you won't see it and you can't walk in it. So lift up your eyes. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, we give you the praise, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You have anything else you want to say before we finish up? You're good? All right. Thank you, Lord. Got anything you want to say? <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's interesting, you know, um, because over the years just seeing this happen in the glory of God, it would be good for us just to close our eyes one more time before we leave and, and just, you know, in an attitude of respect to the Lord because His glory is here and, um, you know, I didn't say this last time but I told everybody, let's all stand up for a minute because sometimes when people stand up, they go, wow, my legs feel a little weak. Anybody notice that? Yeah, because you stand up in it. It's just similar to doing this but you just stand in it. But it's just like a haze. You know, like you ever, not a lot of this in Arizona, but driven up into an area and you see like a haze kind of hanging low. It's like that. 
and we might as well get used to it, you know, because you ever tasted something at a restaurant and go, I don't know if I'm going to go back there, and then you tasted something and thought, I'd like more of that. You know what I'm talking about? And then you went, I'm going back. I'm going back. That, that tasted good. It tastes, that tasted right. I don't know what that was, but, you know, maybe you tasted it off somebody else's plate and thought, I'm getting that next time. You with me? What's awesome is I may sound like I'm being funny, but actually something is happening inside of people right now. You know, when I prayed, I don't know where that lady is, not that she needs to come up here. You could sense the Spirit of God rising up in her. You know, that life could bring healing. And and you could tell it was coming up, and I said, just don't focus on that. And it just started moving up on the inside. So, you know, I've been preaching before, and this has happened uh, where I'll be preaching and a lot more in a believer's meeting or a prayer service, and I'll be talking, and I'll just say, everybody close your eyes because you can sense it. The Spirit of God rising up in somebody, they're not filled with the Spirit. And I'll just keep talking, and just like maybe you'd get a prophecy and something would rise up in you, or you spend time with God and you sense something rise up, you could sense it rising up in someone. Just everybody close your eyes. And, and sometimes I can tell who it is. And I'll say, well, praise the Lord, just say, thank you, Lord, you're filling me right now with your spirit. And I'll say, oh, and you could, I could sense it in me, what's happening in the person. I said, I said, it's about to the middle, just, you know, halfway up your, the middle of you, you can sense something. Let's just thank the Lord, he's filling you right now. You know, everybody's eyes are closed. They don't know who I'm talking to, but I'm watching the person. I said, now it's in your throat and you can feel it. I said, now just open your mouth and begin to speak. And he'll fill you with the Spirit. And all of a sudden, they start speaking in tongues. And actually, as I'm saying this, is this is not why I'm saying this, but it's occurring right now in people. And they can almost recognize something up in their throat, in their mouth. And if you're not filled with the Spirit, you could actually begin to speak in tongues. Or if you haven't prayed in a while like that, you could just begin to speak in tongues. And the Spirit of God will just move right out of you. And you'll just be like, hey, hey, hey. You'll just let that river flow, that divine life. And you could do that. But that's not what I'm talking about. But it started happening. Not like from here to here to here, but it was just right here. It's almost like fills your mouth. And you can start praying in tongues. He gives the utterance. And he gives it to you, fills you inside, and it just rises up. A lot of things, you know, if we'd pay attention in there are working and it started to happen when I say that when I said that but back to where I was before where I was talking I gotta get back there but he's doing a work in people I mean right down here just something was getting settled about this in people now wouldn't it you know, when people talk about, you know, oh, you just came, uh, you guessed your ears were ringing because we were talking, you know, about you, and we talk about our re- ears ringing. 
You ever heard that before as a slang term, you know, joking with people? But your ears can ring too. But it's if any man has ears to hear, let him hear. And it's so cool to hear and notice something working down here where the, the reality comes from. The new life that's in you in Christ, where the Spirit of God is. And He'll just get things settled in you. This is what you need to do. And you go, yeah. I remember when Pastor Mark uh, was down for a family thing in California and I was, I'd been praying about pastoring. I knew it was coming. And so he said, well, where do you think? I said, well, I think down by the beach. That, of course, everybody's going to think that. I said, let's go down there. And I remember we ate at this restaurant that overlooked this area. And I'm thinking, you know, if you're looking natural, this is perfect. Get guest speaker, eat at these restaurants. And then he asked this dumb question. It threw me all off. How do you feel on the inside right now? I thought, ugh. About nothing. But I didn't say anything because I'm thinking, this looks good. No, it wasn't a bad question. It actually made me look inside. I went, you're not working here. I just kind of tossed the idea out the window after that. And then I remember when it got settled in me to move to Phoenix. So I drove out there and I remember staying in a hotel because I thought, this is a big city. And I was just driving out there to see where I was supposed to start. And I remember going up into the hotel room, locking the door. I'd got there at night, maybe like, I don't know, fourth floor or something like that. I went, okay, Lord, and something inside of me went off. And it was like, I'm born again, again. <laughs> I am in the right place. And actually, it might have been later because I thought, I need to call Pastor Mark. Because, you know, back then I was like, oh. but now I'm in the place. And he's doing something in me. And I... And I got fixed right then. Got settled. You know, the Bible talks about being established in the faith. You read those terms in, in like a concordance or something like that. And it's like when you put a fence post in the ground and put cement or something and you get it fixed. God will do stuff inside of you to get you fixed. Firm. Settled. Like he even said about putting stuff aside. We're just fixed inside. And, in, and you just get anchored. But he's doing that. His glory's in here. It is. It was like a fog. And he's working in people to get things fixed and settled. You might look the same when you leave. But this is different than setting your will. But your will is involved. It's just something that gets settled inside by his working. And you go, yep, that's it. Here we go. I'm going to do that. And I believe people are noticing or were noticing. Something just working way down inside. 
don't judge by it being big or small. Remember, there's this lady I call sometimes to pray for people. If we have several people, say, you know, you sense God's power in you, and she'll go. I told her after, I said, what do you mean by that? She said, well, not real strong. I said, well, sometimes when I go to pray for people, I don't feel like it's real strong, but I know the minute I touch them, it'll just start flowing. Whether you sense it real strong or not, it's still him. I said, it's still him. I said, it's still him. And if you just pay attention, it probably just gets stronger. Hey man, he's working. I said, he's working. And it's good. I said, it's good. It really is. And you'll leave and it'll still be good. And it'll really be the results. You out there? Sometimes if things just get settled in you, they can just change your course of action. Isn't that what happened when you got saved and that reality and something in you just went, Jesus, and you went, I'm going this way. And it's just been driving you. But he still does those things in you. That's why I'm still in Arizona. That's why I still go places. Just something in me. But he didn't just do that to me or to him or to you. or He does it to everybody. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So is he working in you? And it's good to acknowledge it. You can make things happen when you acknowledge it. Like I told her, that lady. My church, well, the minute you put your hands on, the minute you acknowledge it and act on it, that you sense will begin to flow. As you acknowledge it, it becomes effective. You out there? We talked about this the other night in school about Peter's miracle when he saw Jesus walking on the water having a miracle, and he said, I want a miracle. You know, Jesus said, come. But he didn't have his miracle until he acknowledged it and acted on it. But the potential for the miracle was there. The working of the miracle was there. So he could be dealing with you. Why don't you acknowledge, Lord, you, you're working in me. You, you're working in I, Or, oh, I believe you're working in me. And when you do, uh-huh. You with me? And it'll just go off on the inside of you. And it'll just be like writing your name in the concrete. Because you'll go back and go, it's there. It's there. So why don't you acknowledge it right now and say this, Lord, Lord, you are, you are, and have been, and have been, working in me, working in me. I'm getting fixed, I'm getting fixed, settled, settled, in a new way. In a new way. In a new way. Right now. Right now. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. In a new way. In a new way. I'm settled. I'm settled. And fixed. And fixed. Hallelujah. 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 So thank you, Lord. That's in us, and we'll keep rising up. Hallelujah. 
It'll just be perpetually there. Almost like a rock in the shoe. It's there. Thank you for it. Thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Glory to you. Hallelujah. Say it again. Lord, Lord. it is there. This will not leave. This will not leave. It will be there. It will be there. Your work. Your work. Your work. Your work. In me. In me. Is there. Is there. It will now. It will now. Have effect. Have effect. On me. On me. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Perpetually. Perpetually. It will affect me. It will affect me. In Jesus' name. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Amen. 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 Hey, let's do this uh, for a moment. Let's everyone. We're gonna. We're just gonna give thanks. We're just gonna praise the Lord. But for those individuals, <laughs> rising up right here, if you've never received the Spirit and spoken tongues, and you might feel like I can't just speak out. It's quiet. Everyone will hear me. We're all just gonna praise the Lord. Just let that rip. Or if you need, like was, was said, you just haven't been, you haven't been doing that for a long time, you're not even in that flow, you can just let it rip. If you've never done this, just say, Lord, I receive the infilling of the Spirit now. Then just start speaking in tongues. You won't be, don't speak in English. Just let it come out of your, your mouth. And the rest of us, we just, we just praise the Lord. All right? We're just giving, we're just giving cover. Just want to make it easy. All right? So your attention's not like, oh, am I being watched? But just be, let your attention be on the Lord. Ready? Let's just praise Him, Father. We just praise Thank You. Thank You, Lord. We, we glorify you. you and glorify we honor You. And bless Thank You, Lord, for Your goodness. Thank You, Lord. Thank You, Lord, for rising you are up so good. inside of people. You are so Thank good. Thank You, Lord. You fill you them are so and good. they are filled. We Thank praise You. Thank You for Your light flowing. We magnify Your, your name. Working. Thank Hallelujah. You, Lord, for Your goodness. Oh, we your glorify mercy, You. Your wonderful we praise goodness. You. Thank, thank you for the Father, infilling. Oh, thank you. you for the baptism. Thank you, Lord. Thank we you. Glorify oh, you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you for the infilling. Hallelujah. We thank you for the thank baptism you, of the God. Spirit. Oh, thank we you, thank you that it God. rises up in each one. Glory and they to receive your name. Thank you, the Lord glory, God. the abundance Hallelujah. of your presence you, and that mighty flow from within. Thank you, Lord. You're good. Thank you, Lord, for that mighty flow from within. From within. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, God is good. Amen. Amen. How many say something happened to me when that when we just did that? Something happened when you received that? Amen. Run over here. Run over here. Thank you. Amen. Run another one back here. Way to go. Glory to God. Let that flow continually. Again and again. Amen. The Lord is good. Well, thanks for coming to church tonight. God is good. We're carriers of His glory. Let it manifest in you every day. Be blessed tonight.